Welcome to the Saturday Down South Podcast. It is Wednesday, March 14th. We are one day away from March Madness. I am Connor Pierre. He is Chris Marler. Chris, I've got to ask again, how many brackets? I filled out only one. Good. good I, I good, printed good, off good. 10. I, I, I legit, I filled out one. All right. Well, you could just fill out one and then give you know everybody copies of that and then yeah. send it out to different pools. Nothing wrong with that. Don't be that guy. Just saying. I'm going to be that guy. Yeah, you're definitely going to be that guy. Um, before we get to we're going to get to some March Madness stuff later, I promise. Tips that are going to help you fill out your bracket if you haven't filled it out yet, if you're a procrastinator, or if you just you know need some last-minute tweaks. We're going to give you some stuff that's actually going to help. I promise you that. We're going to talk about some injury stuff. But before we do that, we got to get to some SEC football stuff because, after all, we are an SEC football brand. That is what we do. That is fair. Um, and... Last time I checked, um, Butch Jones was last seen wearing Alabama gear. So we have not had a chance to talk about Butch Jones wearing Alabama gear at Alabama's Pro Day. Nick Saban says it's not done yet. I think that they're just crossing the T's and and dotting the I's. How many T's could there be? A lot. Come on. This is the guy who coined all these phrases. He's got a very lengthy contract with a lot of incentives in there. I feel like there's no incentives. I feel like all all the contract jargon is going to be like, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Like, don't embarrass the program. Well, how would he embarrass the program? What has he ever done that's been embarrassing? His haircut, first and foremost. That's a terrible haircut. Like, Nick, when they used to have the rivalry between him and Les Miles, it was the hair versus the hat. I mean, I yeah, it's great. fading on that back crown a little bit. I mean, I get it. He's probably getting it dyed, but he still has great hair. Got to get a better haircut. Uh, on top of that, all all of like the everyone gets a trophy, upward basketball champion crap jargon that he's always said. Five star heart, champions of life, the trash it's can thing. He's just he's a prideful man. He's a millennial at heart. Really, is what this comes down to. I that, think that's sure. That's what this is. Yeah, that haircut says opposite, but yeah, that's fair. Um, I like it makes no sense. I, I keep fingers crossed that like he's not really going to be on staff, and then nope, he will be. Yeah, he will be. I mean, you yeah. see him like in the in the school store, which we got to talk about that a little bit too. I guess I don't know if he's looking for <laughs> for gear or he doesn't know that. Okay, so like. Things got here's my theory on this. Things got so bad at Tennessee where like you know how like coaches get their free pick of the litter when it comes to gear and all that yeah. stuff. The equipment managers in his last couple years were like, dude, I can't give you I can't give you any gear. Right. Like, you you're not gonna be here that long. We can't give you any gear. But Go to the bookstore and get it just to just to be safe. On the safe side, keep your receipts, keep your receipts, you can expense it later, maybe. We'll see what maybe. happens. We'll, we'll see. If that, you went on Saturday, we'll see. That being said, also go to Ticket City and you know they have a great they have great Discounts on tickets, so you're welcome. You might yeah, not get if you the want to show up to the game, Butch. Yeah, get into the stadium. Just show the security guide. Hey, I got I, I saved twenty bucks with Ticket City. That's right. Hey. I I belong here on the sidelines. That being said, like <laughs> if you're gonna say all that, he should not be on the sidelines talking to Bill Belichick. That picture. Did you see that? Belichick I, I could not have been. Lot. He could not have been less interested in what he was saying. It looked like. So it looks like, for those of you who didn't see it, but this is like Butch, if you could draw up a scenario in which you would think this interaction would go, this is exactly it. It's almost stereotypical. I, I kind of think somebody might have photoshopped this. It is that, like, perfect. Butch is basically talking Bill Belichick's ear off at Alabama's Pro Day, and Bill Belichick looks like he has, like, a billion and one other things on his mind. Other no, than or just maybe, maybe two. Maybe, maybe only two. And they're probably all more exciting and, and like topical than whatever he was talking about. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> it's, it's my my bell check is not. I need work. That was pretty that. good. That, that's that the first good. time I've ever come out with that. I mean, like, um, I just I was so shocked. Like that that picture looked like me in every single high school science class I was ever in with my ADD. Like, I had no idea what was going on in physics or chemistry. Who cares? It, in Ooh. your defense, high school science is the absolute worst. Absolute it's worst. Like, it, it it affects like literally like. Two percent of the population. It's yeah. an overrated class. Just throwing it out there. If you're so if you're listening great, and you're in high school, drop out, I, man. I, well, well, maybe well, that I might mean, be a bit much. Yeah. Um, just take it pass fail. Oh no, you can only do that in college. Um, also true. Just get a, just get a C. But he know. he could have been talking about literally anything, and it would have given the same reaction to Belichick. Like unless he was like, "Hey, I got an idea on how to hem the sleeves of your sweatshirt you made cut off at home." Like he could have been talking about. 
his theories on Bitcoin. He could have been talking about the finale. He of is a millennial. but Jones is a millennial. Not with that haircut, but still. He could have been talking about um, the Will and Grace finale from earlier this year. He could have been talking about, I, I mean, what else? Anything else. Literally anything else. Yeah. So the great thing about this is that everybody compares Belichick to Saban. They're kind of one of the same. They're pro level. Um, you know, maybe not exactly like stylistically in terms of like right. the way that they speak and all that stuff, but they are kind of, you know, mirror images of each other when it comes to success, all that stuff. I'm picturing how Butch Jones is going to have interactions with Saban if and when that this does happen and it's made official and we can talk about it like it's oh, official. Oh, God. Um, and Saban's just going to be sitting there doing the same exact thing that Belichick was doing. And I'm going to look for those photos, and I'm going to find them, and I'm going to send them to you. Yeah. That is my promise. I will scour the internet and try and find those photos because they're too great, and I need more of them in my life. You, you have to find a day where you can, like, sweep this under the rug. Like, there has to be a day where you can be like... It's going to be Friday news dump, absolutely. It, like, during the tournament, during March Madness. That's, if Bama okay, so, wins the first round... It has to be like, oh, by the way, Butch Jones, the coach, and I'm sorry, Colin Sexton. How about Colin Sexton, guys? If it's the same day as, like, Bama losing in the tournament, Colin Sexton going pro, or, like, some, if there's an injury in spring practice and they also announce or there's any kind of picture photo yep. where he's involved in that practice field, I, I will drive over Tuscaloosa myself. This has... You're right. I think this has Friday news dump written all over it. This could be something where they... I think they're going to do it in the middle of March Madness, now that you say that. <sighs> that is a huge, huge news dump time. Teams do that all the time for hirings and firings, and it's just like, let's just throw it in there because we know everybody's just watching TV and people are going to forget about this yeah, in two but those, seconds. Yeah, but those teams are beater. also usually good at basketball and not good it at football. Matter. It doesn't matter. It, it, it's the general public that this needs to somehow pass through and get by without being completely mocked. But it's going to be regardless because that's what we do here. Um, so I want to ask you this simple thing. Um, and I don't really want to save this for just in case there's that 5% chance that this doesn't happen. I want your three wishes granted for Butch Jones's time in Tuscaloosa. So if you could, you, you've got a genie and you could say Butch Jones is going to do these three things, what are they? Stay out of my sight. <laughs> one. Just one. <laughs> Never be allowed to talk. <laughs> Never be allowed to talk uh, to the media at all, okay. unless unless it's like somebody has written out um, just a statement. Yeah, no, not a statement. Like like a self deprecating like tight five, like a, like a tight oh, Tonight Show five of him. Like oh man, like making fun of himself. Like even even if he's falling. Like if it's if it's like slapstick humor. Sure, I would like that. Also, I hope to God he is still having to get all of his gear at the bookstore and paying for yes. it because that should oh, not yes, be please. taken out of any of the taxpayers' money, any nope. of the university money or his contract. He should be – I mean, like, he has enough money in general. But, yeah, also, you know what, last, I hope he has to coach if he is on the sidelines in a Forrest Gump jersey. Oh, that'd be really good. Yeah. He's not going to be on the sidelines. Though, he better so. not be. And I don't know if they sh – will they show him, like, up in the booth? Yes, I mean, nonstop. They, they would have to. Oh, they would absolutely have to. Especially Thank God Vern's gone, because otherwise this would be a nightmare to deal with. Vern would love that. If they oh, lose to Tennessee for the first time in 11 years at any point while he's there, I, <sighs> Harvey Updike, that's all I'm going to say. It's, it's going to be a one-year wonder. That's why we got to get all these jokes out now, because we've got to appreciate the time that we have <laughs> with Butch potentially rocking the Crimson. This is not a joke, Connor. This is our life. Oh, it's, it's real life. I've got three that I want to throw at you real quick. So first of all, you said he can't speak. I think that when he does speak, he only needs to speak in cliches. He's not allowed to say any other sentence unless it's cliche or gets bleeped out. Like I'm water cooler talk? from the record. Yeah, just water cooler talk. That's that's fine. Just give me that on repeat, and I'll, I'll quote that all day, and we'll just we'll have a field day with it. So only speak in cliches. Um, every member of the Alabama coaching staff has to get the Butch Jones haircut that includes Saban. Okay, all of these ideas so far, I mean all of them, I mean only two, are, I don't like them. I don't like them at all. Oh, I think they're great. I think that would be a nice look for Alabama. He should be hazed. Not, I mean, no. There's no way that everyone else should conform. Saban has great hair, again. So then maybe the reverse is that he gets the hazing and that he gets like, you know, like how they do rookies in the NFL where they shave it down the middle and give him the Costanza. Oh. Maybe we could do something like that with... With Butch. I think that would look really good. I mean, he's kind of already doing that anyways. With yes. Like the, it's terrible. The he's a 1950s stepdad haircut. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And number three, and most importantly, the trash can is coming back. It is no. coming to Tuscaloosa. He's going to have guys dunking turnovers in there, and it's going to be amazing. I hope he coaches. Ooh. If he is on the sidelines, he better be in the trash can the entire time, just peeking out. Just peeking out. Like, oh, that's good. Like, that's good, too. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, like, I, I would like that. Or if they, if, if and when they beat Tennessee, they carry him off on the like off the field, like Rudy. Like oh, even, even though really he had like good. one, like maybe he called one play, just like Rudy was like on for one extra play on X, like stay on, stay on. Like he shouldn't have been out there. He's offsides again. That being said, like maybe Butch calls like a jet sweep on like second and two, and we get a five yard gain, and they carry him off the field like in that moment. But then they also drop him. I think that also would be like perfect. <laughs> and then he fist pumps his way out. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that would be great. Well, let's go from one man who could not beat Nick Saban to another man who has struggled to do that and another school that has struggled to do that as of late. We're going to talk LSU, and I feel like we haven't talked enough LSU yet. I know we talked some Dante Jackson stuff a couple weeks ago. but So Ed Ogeron comes out, and this isn't like news by a typical news standard. Like This is pretty typical what you would expect from LSU in spring practice, but it's more because of LSU and the history that I find this – very interesting. I think it's going to get you fired up. So Ed Orgeron comes out and says that LSU doesn't have a first-team quarterback. <laughs> I mean, guy, you got to know that 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 joke writes itself. Um, In other news, Vandy's not going to win the SC East this year. Yeah. And Butch Jones better not be on the field. I'm going to say it one more time. Yeah. Yeah. No. Blank. They don't have a first-team quarterback. They haven't had one in several years. If they do get one, that's like a high, like like five-star recruit. They turn him into a receiver anyway. Yeah. So Miles Brennan and I'm gonna uh, botch the pronunciation of his last name. Is it Lowell Narcisse? I haven't. It's I, French. I haven't heard him. Nar- Narcisse. 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 I saw Reddit okay, too. Well, like two weeks ago. So it's gotta be right. Yeah, I am all for him winning the starting job. If that's how you pronounce his name, that'd be pretty awesome. Um, that's more of like a hockey name, if anything. No, I mean, I feel like that's pretty big in, in the NHL. There's no way that any LSU fan, like a real Cajun LSU fan, is going to be able to like pronounce either one of these names. Like, no, probably not. Remotely Including well. Coach O. Yeah, that's yeah. also, yeah, that would be great. I, honestly, well, for everyone's sake, I hope Lo Nazi going in here and win that side job on the center. Maybe that's why they don't have a starting quarterback yet because they can't understand yeah. who he's calling out for when he says, watch the first team offense. I think Wait, we just solved this say? problem. 18. Yeah. Say 18 or 15. I guess both of you go out. Just take snaps from under guards, I guess, and the center will just run free. I don't know. I mean, what do we do? They're just taking turns at this point. They're like, they're going to run like a true dual threat quarterback system. Like, they just won't they, they make might. a decision. It'll just be a series of laterals <laughs> and throwing downfield, like like your college intramural like, uh, flag football teams. Oh, man. I feel so bad for whoever has to, you know, have that, that whole, just that cloud hanging over you as an LSU quarterback. In all seriousness, that's got to be a really tough thing because it's gotten to the point now where I hate saying in the post-Zach Mettenberger <laughs> era because that should never be said. But, like, that's really a thing of, Who's going to mess up this starting quarterback job? Yeah. Hopefully, for our for our sake, it. You there's. Know, so, I mean, there's just so much riding. Somebody on runs it. away with the job, and then we. Somebody runs away with the job, and then we can say we can talk about you know whether it's Miles Brennan or the old narcissist. Hey. No one's going to um, run away with that job. Honestly, why don't probably. they just let Orgeron play? Call yeah, plays about- and and be a pulling guard on that offense. Like, let's just have fun. I'd be all over that. I would actually be great. So, I've got a couple trivia questions for you, um, LSU fans, earmuffs. And I'm sorry, we haven't really hated on LSU yet. Yeah, you're we making this sound like a Bama everyone. Homer podcast. I, and I didn't do any of these any of these topics. We hate on everyone. Trust That's me. true. I, we, well, we just spent the last like ten minutes ripping Alabama's potential higher up with Sean. So. <sighs> Yikes. Um, so I want to know if you know the last time that an LSU quarterback threw 20 touchdown passes. It has to be Rohan Davy. That is incorrect. No, hold on, wait. Who was the fat one that threw to Josh Reed? Or is it Jamarcus Russell? That makes sense. Believe it or not, Zach Mettenberger. Oh, okay. 20, so not a fat one. Really? No. Uh, Zach Met- this is basically my Zach Mettenberger is the greatest quarterback in LSU <laughs> history. Brant? No, it's not. He and he is not. Let, okay, let's forget that I said that. All right, last quarterback who threw for 3,000 yards at LSU. I'm going to go back to Rohan Davey. No, it's Zach Mettenberger again. What? Actually, I feel like I feel like the idiot for you set me up for that. We got a lot of Zach Mettenberger trivia here, huh? I really just wanted to talk about Zach Mettenberger. That was the only What's he doing now? 
Uh, he's he's out of the NFL. He um, oh, well, yeah, no blank. He's got to I mean, be he like stopped playing in 2016, I think. But I, I, he was I in Tennessee. He did pretty well for a while. Yeah, he had like a start on Monday Night Football, I think. But then I, it. Didn't I feel like he's like walking like like he's like only 26 years old at this point, but he's probably walking like Bill Walton. I think like, he is 26 years old. Yeah, yeah, that guy's had so many injuries and whatnot. There's there's no way he's standing upright right now. He's sitting down listening to this podcast for sure. That's fair. Hey, um, Zach. And then good this, to see you again, yeah, man. Zach, love the beard. If you don't have it, bring the beard back. We're big beard guys in this podcast. At least one of us is. I can't um, grow a beard. <laughs> yeah. I want to know the last time that LSU scored 25 points against Alabama. Oh, that's easily. Rohan Davey. No, actually, I think they beat us 30-3 to in 2003. Thirty to nothing. It was, it was actually two thousand seven. No, it wasn't. No, 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 not that game. But last time that they scored twenty five points. Oh yeah, they scored twenty eight. Yeah, we were up by seven points with three minutes to go, and somehow lost by seven. I remember. Was, I think they scored thirty four. No, that they did maybe. I don't know. Either way, we were up by seven with with three minutes to go and lost by seven. It's almost impossible to do. It was year one of the Saban era, so it really doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, but good for LSU. Like, yeah, like, it's this this conference is better when LSU is relevant. It's and LSU will be relevant. I, I honestly think that long term, this will work. I know, like this is a really popular thing right now to say that Coach O has the hottest seat no, in what? the SEC. Who's saying that? I think I think that's kind of a low key popular. Okay, maybe it's not a really popular thing, and maybe only a few people are saying it. But I have heard that in the preseason because there's really no like there's no obvious coach who's on the hot seat because Butch Jones is going to be an offensive Fair. analyst at Alabama. Um, so he's kind of taken up that. There's always got to be something, you know. There's no more. I feel like um, he only has a hot seat because he like probably like only eats lunch of like jalapeno and habanero peppers and like nothing but flaming hot Cheetos like to like to prove his manhood. Yes, a literal hot yeah. seat. Ed O'Dron is like he, on, that so guy seems like he point. rocks like the, the seat warmers in like the leather seats in his car in July like just to prove a point like I feel fine, I feel fine. Pass me a monster energy drink. I feel fine. Your your Coach O imitation is as good as I've ever heard. That. It's just going to be real weird when they like they find out that he's been trying to start at Tufay at quarterback all year, and that's just like a food dish and has nothing to do with anybody on his team. Oh god, it's like uh, in Rookie of the Year when uh, the manager constantly. God knows. Did we reference that? I think we referenced that like last, last week. Last week, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rosenberger. We don't get no. enough Rookie of the Year takes on here. Yeah, not never enough Rookie of the Year takes. All right, we're going to talk uh, a different SEC quarterback. A man who had a big year last year, Kyle Shermer. We're talking Vandy. Yeah. yeah, we're talking Vandy. Kyle Shermer, I think, surprised a lot of people. Ralph Webb had a down year um, for one reason or another. I think people kind of loaded the box and maybe opened things up a little bit more in the passing game. People but were very worried the, about Vandy's run game. And, yeah, I mean, Kyle Shermer, I mean, go figure, actually like had, had a much better year than Ralph Webb and didn't necessarily finish – finish his career the way that many thought that he would. So get this, Kyle Shermer is working out with Jay Cutler this spring. And I know that, that Jay makes Cutler sense. Jay Cutler doesn't work out. That's not a real thing. Okay, that, okay. so actually, you're exactly right. So I should preface this. I think Jay Cutler is watching his film. Yeah. He's watching Kyle Shermer's film, and he's helping him with that. That makes more Jay sense. Jay Cutler is sitting in a Lazy Boy somewhere with a cigarette and just chilling. Jay Cutler is sitting there, like, outside of an L.A. fitness, like, watching a Zumba class while they, like, drink big gulps and, like, see her? That's what Jay Cutler's doing. That's his workout, or I think. He's, or he's sitting on a beach in, like, the Bahamas, nude, barely getting Wi-Fi because well, that that's really escalated what, very quickly. I don't know. Don't you, don't you remember that picture last year? The picture no, that went I viral that Chris that. and Cavallari, so Chris and Cavallari, I mean, you're a bad millennial for not knowing this, but Chris and Cavallari put it on Instagram, a picture of Jay Cutler, just like standing in this cabana, just completely nude. <laughs> like just saw his, his entire backside, all of it. So that's him. probably what he's doing while he's looking at film. So Kyle Sherman. That being said, the only two know. quarterbacks in the history of Vanderbilt's football program, they're working out together. That's good. Yeah, no, that's good. So uh, Shermer said, said that uh, we're just looking at certain things in my base and form that I can tighten up, making sure my fundamentals are nice and tight so that I can be a more consistent passer. Jay, Jay Cutler, Cutler is none of those not things. Consistent, <laughs> not consistent, man. Uh, you look up inconsistent in the dictionary. That's Jay Cutler. I lived through the Chicago Bears era. I lived in Chicago for, for a while while he was quarterback there. And let me just say, that man is the least consistent thing I have ever seen. I can tell you right now firsthand, this is a true story. About five or six years ago, there was a weekend in the NFL offseason. I got a text from my college buddies. It was like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? 
And I was like, I don't know, like working, but like, why? And he's like, we're going to go out. Jay Cutler's in town. And we met him last night at like this dive bar in Atlanta. And then they became like best friends. They hung out the entire weekend. Sorry to put you on blast right here, Jay. But like, Jay's listening to. I'm, Zach I'm sure he is. actually just sitting down listening to this. Yeah. And, and like, that's a pretty cool story because like the fact that like, yeah, he's like a normal guy and likes to hang out. But like, yeah, I think everyone already knew he was a normal guy. Like, as in, like, he doesn't really want to work hard to not be a normal guy. So, yeah, Kyle, I think, like, the best thing you could do is, like, take notes on what not to do about his base yeah. and core. And just, I mean, all Jay Cutler has is, is, like, the best arm in, like, the history of the NFL. Incredible arm. Yeah, and diabetes. Those two things. Yeah. Hey, shout out to all you diabetics out there. <laughs> out there. Keep fighting. Fight the good fight. I got a lot of friends who are diabetics. A lot of good it's arms. Grind. Hey, a lot of good arms, man. Um, to be able to take advice from Jay Cutler, you got to obviously weed out the good with the bad. But what I noticed too, so like when I saw that this duo was paired together, I realized like, you know what? Kyle Shermer actually had a really comparable yeah. last season to Jay Cutler's best season at Vanderbilt. And then it got me thinking because Kyle Shermer had a quote that was something to the effect of, um, I'm not worried about the NFL yet because I know that I need to win games in order for that to happen. No, you don't. No, sir. No, you don't. <laughs> Josh you Allen. You absolutely do not. You're also at Vanderbilt. Set the bar low. Jay grow, Cutler grow never the... went to a bowl game. All... He never yeah. went to a bowl game, and that man was a first-round pick. Yeah. You do not tell yourself that you need to win football games. You just get those numbers and be tall. That's right, and, and grow the F out of your hands. Oh, yes. Get whatever those uh, the hand extensions are. Um, start doing those now. Yeah. Just a couple little little tip, insider trading tip there. If you can figure out, um, like, whatever gauge earrings would be for your hands, that's exactly what you want to do. Put some weights yes. on the end of them. Grow them out. Right on. And and I'm just saying, Kyle Schirmer, 6'4", 227. Jay Cutler, 6'3", 231. So, I mean, all he's got to get is a rocket arm. Like that. And I think he'll That's easy to do. He's got height, so... As we know, height is the most important thing in a quarterback like a Brock Osweiler. He's like 6'7". seven four. Yeah, still getting those checks. So, um, Kyle Shermer, I, I I really actually I'm looking forward to seeing what this guy does because I mean they're kind of going to base the offense around him next year and <laughs> no Ralph Webb and I mean goodness gracious, dude, go go throw for thirty five touchdowns. That's got to be have a the quarterback at Vandy here. and the quarterback at uh, at LSU have just have such a huge weight on their shoulders to know they have to carry those offenses from, like, all their, you know, like the previous predecessors they had at the same position. Like, that's, that's, that's a lot of pressure to deal with. Big time. So I know Jay Cutler is working in the – he's going to try and be, you know, in the media now because that's what he was supposed to do, and then he got the contract from the Dolphins. But I think he should just come back to Vandy and be an offensive analyst and work exclusively with Kyle Shermer. I would take I'm Jay saying. Cutler over Butch Jones any day. Oh, yeah. But for entertainment standpoint, yeah, they, they both have their, their strengths when it comes to entertaining us all. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on from, from Vandy. Vandy is not in the NCAA tournament in hoops. Believe it or not, they are one of the very few SEC teams that aren't. Well, they're six that aren't, so I guess there's... Still so, so good amount, though. Um, we've got to talk about our friends over at Ticket City. As you know, they are still coming through. For all of our listeners out there, even though it's NCAA tournament time, they want to hook up those SEC fans that are willing to travel. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming they're going to travel. We're going to get to that a little bit later and debunk some theories. Um, but just in case you didn't know, Ticket City is the quickest and easiest place to go for your tickets. They have the cheapest tickets, and all of their tickets come with 100% Ticket City guarantee. All of our listeners can get $20 off their SEC basketball orders today. Here we tickets. go. That's 80 George Washington coins that you have to fork over. Yeah, those are those are quarters, right? Quarters. Okay. <laughs> quarters. Yeah, yeah. I was worried I was myself. To keep you honest. All good. Um, all you need to do is go to ticketcity.com, find the best tickets for your game, and enter the discount code SDS20 while checking out. That's SDS20. So go to ticketcity.com and save on all of your SEC tickets today. All right. We have got to talk about some. Injury I'm updates. Pretty excited about this. Not the injury so updates, maybe, but just I did a lot of research today. Okay, so we I teased it earlier. We're going to help you out with your NCAA tournament bracket. That is what we're here to do. We're here to win you money, pride, fame, fortune, all that stuff. We're going to do it for you, like all those um, things. So, in case you missed it, we did we did an NCAA tournament preview podcast the other day. Great pod. If you haven't if you haven't listened to that, 
uh, go download it and then download it again, subscribe, unsubscribe, do all that stuff. Um, but there's, you know, been a couple things that have come out in the last few days and we want to get to that. We don't want to, you know, we're not like, you know, writing for a newspaper. We're, we're in the internet age. We can update some things. So um, some injuries that I want to get to. So Kentucky's Jared Vanderbilt is wanting to play on this injured ankle, but Calipari said that he's not so sure. Of course, Kentucky won the SEC tournament without him. He was injured scrimmaging leading up to the SEC tournament, and it really upset a lot of Kentucky fans that they were scrimmaging and that a guy could get injured scrimmaging. Damn. But now Calipari's like, ah, Anthony so sure Averett turned his ankle getting off the team bus, walking into the Sugar Bowl. So it happens to the best of us. Yeah, Brett Bielema fell. Well, he's just fat, but I mean, like, still, it happens. Yeah, Jared Vanderbilt's. I don't. He's not fat, but I mean, he's you know he's a bigger guy and he's got you know. It's not like you're seeing a lot of like basketball players that are like over six ten or like super high, especially if they're at a young age and like still growing into their body that look like fluid athletes (laughs) instead of like Bambi. Yeah, yeah, that's and Kentucky gets a lot of guys who have to you know they're still developing a little bit and they've got you know the size and all that stuff. But um, that I'm I'm interested to see like what Calipari's going to do about. Do you keep a guy out because you saw how well your team played without him? I mean, is that like an actual thing that you can risk? Because it sounds like Vanderbilt like wants to play, and he's like, "Yeah, like let me go. Like I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm ready. It's fine." He's got enough. He's got enough talent, and and McDonald's All Americans on that bench. It was almost obnoxious to watch them just absolutely run roughshod through that entire tournament. I mean, Tennessee played him very close. But at the same time, like, I mean, what they were doing was ridiculous. And I know I'm going to sound jaded because this is, like, particularly against Bama. But what they did in the second half against Bama, they shot 81% in the second half alone. They shot 89% from three. I think this is, like, the third time you've referenced that. Yeah. Every single time you've sounded more jaded. It, than it's crazy. Like, but, like, that's what they're doing now. And, like, they have they had a just keeping with the theme of the entire CC. They had a terrible draw, in my opinion. They had to try – like – not only do the SEC, like eight SEC teams have to travel a combined nine thousand twenty miles. That being said, the two champions, the regular season champion and the tournament champion, Kentucky and Auburn, have to travel the furthest out of any other teams in the entire conference. We're gonna get to that later. I'm gonna tell you why you are exactly wrong, sir. Okay. Um, we're gonna get to a sub, the, but a, a topic that's a little bit more you know up your alley here. Uh, Dante Hall, um, concussion in the NCC tourney, and he's 50-50 for the opener. Your thoughts on how worried you are about that? I'm not. First off, he should have never gotten the air on that ball fake. You don't leave your feet. Everyone knows that. All right, I played church basketball. Even I knew that. That being said, I think he'll play. I think he'll definitely play. And it worries me if he doesn't because Bama actually rebounded better against Kentucky than he did against Auburn and A&M, especially A&M when he was in the lineup. That being said, Virginia Tech is one of the worst rebounding teams in the entire country, and especially the tournament. They have a negative rebounding margin like per game. Minus, they're minus 1.5 rebounds per game versus their opponents. Oh. So he has to be in. He has to be in in this game. But then couldn't you go the other way with that and say, well, because they're such a bad rebounding team, maybe we feel like we can take care of the glass without him? I mean, that seems logical, but no, I, I, I do not want to do that. I'm, I just I want to rely on Colin Sexton from the outside. Dante has to be in there for alley-oops. That's basically my entire understanding of basketball, dunks and three-pointers. That's pretty much all. The, the lost art of the mid-range game is it's an epidemic. Um, uh, another injury, in the, well, not an injury in the SEC, I shouldn't say that, um, but news about a player's status. Oh, uh, Jordan man. Barnett, as we talked about the other day, the DWI arrest. This actually came out while we were recording, and I probably should have said it, but I, you know, I'm not privy to that. I'm not like cool to be able to follow Twitter while we're doing this thing. A little peek behind the curtain for you listening. <laughs> um, so if you want to break some, I've been news playing Candy Crush podcast, like every single episode we've recorded. So there's that. You're a much better multitasker than I am. Um, so Jordan Barnett is not going to be playing on Friday uh, against Florida State. He is going to be practicing, traveling with the team, all that stuff, but. Basically, that's his suspension for the game. Um, so I, I get the fact that Mizzou, you know, is wants to have all pistons firing, so to speak, uh, going into this game. But like he was basically invisible in in their loss. And I know that he would have helped, but I'm not convinced that. He, I know he's the second leading scorer, but you get Michael Porter back, and I'm not convinced that that's like a devastating loss. So they had Michael Porter back, and they they lost. 
to Georgia, who's one of the worst teams in the entire conference. I mean, it, and I understand his first game back. His brother's averaging 21 points per game in his last three games. Aside from this, how are you getting a DUI? Man, we already this this poor kid. We already we already hit on this man. Yeah, yeah this poor guy, and it's it's brutal because he. First I mean, off, he nobody lives that far off campus police. when you're in college. Yeah, and it was I think it was campus police too. Which it, I mean, for Conzo Martin, hearing that, you're like, oh, hey man, just is, give us give us a break on this one. Um, no, I mean, yeah, that, that's a tough break for them because it's like one of those things where it's like the entire season is like, well, what if we had Michael Porter Jr.? Like, what what could have happened? Then they get him back. They lose the one game he comes back in. I mean, they get a decent draw against Florida State, but that's still going to be tough to to play without him. Yeah. And so what I want to get to is, does this change? And so actually the other injury news that, that came out late on Tuesday um, Virginia's uh, DeAndre Hunter, who's ACC Sixth Man of the Year, he's going to be out the entire tournament. And I know that's not an SEC injury, but there's actually, you know, there's a decent chance that Virginia ends up facing Kentucky in a Sweet 16 matchup. And this is a Virginia team that, as we know, I mean, they they really they don't have necessarily the athletes like Kentucky does, but it's all about defense with them. You know, I think a lot more people are going to be penciling K- Kentucky to get past Virginia now because this is considered a, a pretty big loss and. Anything like that, that this close to the tournament, where teams just have to figure out a different way to play, yeah. I think I think that matters. So I wouldn't be surprised to see like more people a little bit higher in Kentucky, even higher than they were after Kentucky wins. I mean, tournament. don't forget the fact they have to go up against Arizona in a second round matchup if they both get through. And Arizona, and I'm not. You're right. You're like right. Arizona has one of the best players in the country. They they have a great team, but they've also only played four ranked teams the entire year. Two of those were against Arizona State. One was against A and M when they were in like the top ten. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I think I think this benefits Kentucky a lot, like a, a whole lot. And I think that injury to you know for Virginia it's probably hurts them a lot more than the injury Kentucky's going to have to suffer. Yeah, uh, DeAndre Ayton along with Jay Cutler and Zach Mettenberger, right. um, they're all listening to this podcast and they're just getting fired up. They're like, "Oh man, who are these guys? I hate them. They're the worst." Um, but we'll we'll move on from. From NCAA tournament talk, we're going to have more about that next week as well. Um, but I, I want to get to a couple of things here that uh, just kind of made me laugh on 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 a variety of fronts. And we'll we'll call this our LOL segment because the off season's time for LOLs. That's that's what we do. Um, so SEC Network's Peter Burns puts out uh, his if you could draft a quarterback for next year, who would you take? And uh, he put my guy Nick Fitzgerald at number seven. For his SEC quarterback draft, just range. SEC quarterbacks, just SEC, just SEC draft eligible quarterbacks. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like draft any SEC quarterback to play for an SEC team. To play for an SEC team, and he took it, and he said seventh. So obviously, you know that that raised my. He put two Alabama quarterbacks ahead of him, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Nick Fitzgerald then puts out uh, quote tweets it, and he has. Crying laughing emoji, crying laughing emoji, crying laughing emoji nine times. I'm not going to do all nine. No, I wish you would. That's my favorite thing you do. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, so, <laughs> that is absurd. Yeah, needless to say, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm right there with Nick Fitzgerald. I thought that was a little bit ridiculous. So Peter Burns had Jared Stidham at number one. I could see that. I mean, Jared Stidham closed out the year really, really well. Uh, he had a great year. He, I think he's probably – I'm trying to look forward to next year, like – I mean, two is not eligible. Jalen Hurts is, but he's not. No, no, no. Two, no, no, no. This isn't draft. Eligible. I know. I'm just this saying in just... general, he's probably the best NFL draft eligible quarterback from the conference. Drew Locke. Yeah, also a good point, Drew Locke. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Either way, like, I, I could see him being one or two because the year he put up. Uh, but seventh? Seventh Seven for days. Nick Fitzgerald? <laughs> how? How? I don't get, like, so. He's okay, carried actually, that you know team. What? I do get it. I do get it. And. I think I have a theory, and people, once they've seen, there's like there's a little bit of a peak, I think, with college quarterbacks who are not NFL prospects. There's like a one-year peak where there's a little bit of a rise, and then after we've seen them for a year and realize that they can't be NFL prospects, it's just like we, we pick them apart, pick them apart, pick them apart. And we do that with NFL prospects as well, but I feel like we just kind of dismiss them even more so if they're not that NFL-type passer, right. like Fitzgerald in my opinion, is not simply because the accuracy numbers aren't there. I mean, he completed like 54% of his passes. Having said that, I mean, the guy, like we said earlier, we said this a few weeks ago, I mean, he is 
in all likelihood going to break the SEC rushing record for a quarterback. And that's that's an incredible thing to do. Like the guy moves the chains. I understand that if you look at that 54%, you're thinking to yourself, there are a lot of guys who can do better than that and that I'd rather have on my team that aren't as much of a liability. But goodness gracious, seventh. man. I, mean, the guy, <laughs> I would take over Jalen Hurts in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean... I understand that that's going to probably like ruffle some feathers since he... Jalen literally beat him last year in like that last you know minute drive in Starkville. That being said, he's an incredible, incredible quarterback. Yeah, I have a, a tough time saying that six SEC quarterbacks are, are better than him. Who I are mean, the other six? Made, Locke, so he, Hertz, Tua. And then he had Fromm in there, and then yeah. um and then Stidham, and then who yeah, and then he had Jake Bentley in there too. Ugh. I'm not I'm not ready to say that 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 Jake Bentley is is better than them. I know I, I like Why Jake would Bentley you? a lot. Why would you? <laughs> I, I think people are people are more so projecting. And if Jake Bentley has Debo Samuel, then that's a little bit of a different scenario. But like, I don't, I just don't get that. I mean, and if anybody's agreeing with him and saying that Nick Fitzgerald is overrated, like, dude, go look at the numbers. And I understand. Don't don't come back to me with these completion numbers. No. I mean, the guy the guy flat out. Produces, You're also playing and, in the easiest not... easiest division. Like, not just in the conference. <laughs> In like one of the easiest divisions in the entire country, in the past year or so. No offense, Carolina fans, Georgia fans, Florida fans. That division has been pretty far down. And if you don't believe me, Florida without a quarterback, basically just going the opposite of LSU with a dual threat quarterback system, like a no quarterback system, has won the division. I guess what two of the past three years. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, and I think a lot of people would point to that, saying that. Uh, a lot because a lot of people were saying that Jake Fromm wasn't a real quarterback all year, and I didn't like that take either. I thought that what he was asked to do, he was tremendous in that role. Right. I think he's going to develop into one of the premier quarterbacks in the country. But so the Nick Fitzgerald hate is is ridiculous in my opinion. That's whatever. I mean, I, I love the fact too that I think Joe Moorhead and Nick Fitzgerald are going to be a great match for each other. I think that they're going to be kind of the the firing each other up. I bet Joe Moorhead's going to bring this up all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, he's going to say this in practice, like, hey, number seven, looking real good out there. Like, every time he throws an incompletion in practice, like, that's the type of guy Joe Moorhead is. And I am fully looking forward to Nick Fitzgerald, like, having a dominant year and then referencing that at any given chance. I think that'd be great. Theory. Yeah, be completely fair. Yeah. So I want to go on to another thing that, that made me laugh, made me giggle a little bit. I'm sure it made you giggle, maybe have some weird sort of sentimental reaction to it. Uh, so this was this was at the end of last week, and it was... Uh, so Charles Barkley and Jalen Hurts had a, had a wager. Don't worry, NCAA wasn't for actual money or anything, or at least not that we know. And if it was, just get lost, NCAA. Go do something meaningful with your time. Um, so Jalen Hurts, uh, in this video, Charles Barkley said like, hey, you know, Auburn beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl and I won my bet and now it's time for Jalen Hurts to pay up his bet. Now, apparently the bet, as we found out from this video that Alabama tweeted out was, in case you haven't seen it, it's Jalen Hurts throwing on an Auburn jersey. And Alabama, so Alabama tweets out this video and it's just Jalen Hurts in an Auburn jersey saying like, oh, like, you know, I, I'm paying up my bet, I'm an honest man, it's what I do, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the video, he turns and it's a backpack with a national championship trophy in there. And it was like the best troll job, one of the best troll jobs I have ever seen. And every Auburn fan watching that is probably just like head against the table, head against the table, head against the table. You watching that, I imagine you had some, I, some different emotions. I really was. <laughs> First off, I don't know how Jalen Hurts and Charles Barkley are having conversation, but. They had this bet, and like, good for Jalen for not like giving in to whatever bet he originally wanted to. Because Barkley, no way, just wanted to have like it be a friendly bet. Oh no, there was there. Barkley's Barkley doesn't bet anything less than like ten large. Yeah, right? you think that's, I'm big into gambling? Dumb. He's real big into gambling. <laughs> I've I've actually watched him at a bar put like upwards of like thirty grand like throughout several games during a time. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was bad today. I, I, rec- I realized that I put like $20 on Wright State earlier in the year. They had to play Tennessee. That's why I recognized them as a team. No, Barkley really gets after it. That being said, I did not like seeing Jalen in that jersey. I don't know who brought him that jersey. I like the fact that it said 26 since his number was two. I hope that was like a subtle little jab there. Maybe. Second maybe 26. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's great. Like, I mean, Auburn played a great game that day. 
congrats to them. Again, I went there about a month ago, really enjoyed the people and, and the campus there. Um, that being said, it's, it's kind of cool to see that that rivalry meant nothing this year. Roll Tide. Yeah. Um, so I remember like when I was when I turned that on and I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, Jalen Hurts cut his hair. And I'm still not used to that yet. Mm-mm. That was still such a weird sight for me. And I, I, I'm not even going to recognize him in the, in the helmet. I mean, if he switches positions, I'm going to have no idea what to look for. I mean, if he's got a new number or anything like that, I mean, goodness gracious, like, let's take one change at a time here. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a little bit too much for my very small brain, I thought. Um, that video was great, though. Yeah. I wish more people would, would come out and, and do that. As, as much as it probably made Alabama fans a little bit nauseous to see a site like that, I mean... It was funny. Goodness. It was good. Yeah. How do you have the National Championship Trophy in your backpack, by the way? That was another thing. Yeah. Hats off to like, the I backpack it was, maker. Lot... was Jansport killing the game right now. Yeah, I thought, I thought that the trophy was a lot bigger than that. I'm surprised it could fit in a backpack. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, that in depth. But yeah, yeah you're right. No, all right. Just something to think about, something to ponder. Um, all right, we have our. We're going to close out with our our favorite segment. You know what it is. This is going to get me really fired up. Um, it might mean too much, and it might mean too much for the NCAA. Or that's the way that Paul Feinbaum was portraying this. Our friend Paul Feinbaum makes a lot of great points. Does a lot of great things, um, but this he was way off on. So. In case you missed it, Paul Feinbaum tweeted out this graphic the other day that got all the SEC fans riled up. We even tweeted out from you know the SDS account, of course. And um, apparently, the SEC has to travel so far for all these NCAA tournament games. I do not like your attitude right now. And it's an anti-SEC movement from the NCAA. And they're making them travel here, there, everywhere. So, the SEC has to travel far. That is factually correct. Mm -hmm. Auburn over 2,000 miles, Kentucky nearly 2,000 miles, but at least it's not Anchorage, so good for you, John Calipari. Um, Mizzou is the only one that is traveling less than 800 miles. And you hear that on the surface, and I get it. And it's like, wow, why are we going all over the place? It's a seven-hour drive to Nashville. That's the shortest distance. It's a seven-hour drive. So, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop a, a knowledge bomb on you because a lot of people needed a knowledge bomb in the, co- in the comment section of this tweet. Mm-hmm. So the average amount of miles that an SEC team is traveling for the NCAA tournament, their first round game, is 1,128 miles. That's a long way. I'll agree with you on that. But all the SEC teams are seeds number three through nine. That is the way that the NCAA does seedings. If you well, or does locations for seeds. To be fair, if you're a t- three was the the highest one, and everyone else was between five or four through nine, right? Yeah, okay. so the, all the SEC all the SEC teams were between three and nine. So if you're a one or a two seed, your chances are you're getting to play close to home. That's that's the way that it usually works out. If you're a three through sixteen, sorry, it's just wherever you end up is where you end up. Filling out a bracket is a very difficult thing to do. So I went and did all the math for the rest of the the, the seeds three through nine for the NCAA tournament. Every non-SEC team that is a number three seed through a number nine seed. And they have to travel 1,114 miles. Yes, that is only 14 miles less on average than your typical SEC team. So your anti-SEC narratives are absolute garbage. Nope, that means nothing. Not at all. Everybody has to travel. Not at all. Everyone has to travel. Tell- I'll ask you this. Who won the ACC? Virginia. Okay, where are they traveling to for their regional? They're a one seed. Okay, I agree with that. They they won seed. they That's... won they won their tournament, right? Right, but they're a one seed. So they're Kentucky the one, has the Kentucky has the eighth. I'm sorry, the fifth overall strength of schedule in the entire country. But they're a five seed. Why? But why are they a five seed? Why is the Why is the tournament like? Why is the Because they didn't lose. They, they lost more than two games. Like Virginia lost two games. Right, but every other single team that's in one of these brackets barely. Tra- Kansas, Kansas doesn't have more than a three-hour drive to their one seed. Agreed, agreed. Kansas, all about Kansas seeding. lost. I understand that, but at the same time, why is Kansas a one seed? Like, why is Kentucky a five seed? Making them travel to that? Why? Why do you think they're a five seed? Do you think they're? Do you think can? Do you think Kentucky no, and no, Arizona should, should play five versus no, four? No, 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 no. In no. Boise, the, what's in no, Boise? I'm, 
a lot of potatoes. Potatoes are delicious. I'm just saying there's a lot of teams that, that, that usually in especially Kansas, especially Kansas, they get a really nice benefit of the doubt in like in terms of their travel, in terms of like their schedule. The Big Twelve is an incredible conference. They're probably like outside the SEC, in my opinion, the deepest conference, top to bottom, in terms of basketball. That being said, they have a total driving time of five hours. Five hours. Right, because they're a one I totally get that. They also got beat by Oklahoma State twice, who didn't make the tournament. They looked pretty mediocre for most of the year. Are we about to compare Kentucky's resume? Yeah, we 100% are, the... because Kansas is, is not as good as Kentucky's. Oh, my gosh. It's not. That's, that's incorrect. How? That's just flat-out incorrect. If you Look, if at, you... look at all... The... Look at look at all of the losses that Kentucky racked up. Let's let's not forget that Kentucky was was borderline a tournament team for for a decent amount of the season. And for the record, all you Kentucky haters out there, I actually have Kentucky beating Virginia and advancing to the Elite Eight. So I'm not saying this just to be that guy. They went ten and eight in conference play. Right, dude. They lost ten games on the season. Yep, right. We're not talking about a team so that just lost three or four games. In the same conference with Kansas is Oklahoma, who went eighteen and fourteen on the year. Right, they right. they have not they have not beaten they've not won a road game in 2018. They've lost ten of their last 14 games. They're in the same conference. I think the Big 12 got a lot of benefit of the doubt. They did not have to travel as far as a conference. Wait, you just picked out one random team and so they didn't have to travel. Far. TCU went seven and seven in the conference this year. West Virginia, Kansas. TCU is traveling twelve hundred miles. Okay, but I'm saying why? Why do they deserve West Virginia? West Virginia is traveling twenty four hundred miles. That's that's fair. West Virginia is not a real state, in my opinion. That being said, going back to what I was saying about Kansas getting the benefit of the doubt and all the breaks, usually in basketball in general, the game against West Virginia, not this past one for the conference championship, like when they played in the regular season. Do you know the free throw? Differential between the two teams? No, no, this is this is a big deal. This is a big deal. Thirty-five to two. I know, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about no. miles here. We're not talking about anti-Kansas stuff. I feel like I'm we're honing in on mileage. Kansas, but also Villanova, who looked like crap for most like the rest of the year, like late in February. They're thirty and four. They lost, I think, three of their last five games. No, they didn't. They won their conference tournament. That's also fair. Oh my Am I thinking God. of Xavier? I'm thinking of Xavier. I, I just I just disagree with the fact that, that Kentucky is traveling all the way to Boise. I disagree with the fact that Auburn's going all the way to San Diego. I think it's pretty It's random. It's not I don't feel it's, like it's, it's random. random. I really don't feel like it's random. Well then how do you okay so Virginia Why are there so many eight nine seeds and it's traveling three? Why are there what? Why are there so many eight nine seeds? Like there's not a good draw outside of outside of Tennessee, there's not a good draw for almost any SEC team. And I do think it is like probably a little bit more unfair than any other conference. And the fact that okay, you have Mizzou that, that gets in, oh. they got to play a team from the ACC, and then they got to play a one seed. Same with Bama. Bama gets rewarded by beating the conference champion by eighteen by having to go play Vatech, who beat UVA, UNC, and Clemson and Duke this year, and then has to play Nova the second round. Florida's really the only team like or Tennessee with like a good good draw the entire entire tournament. You yourself Bro, said Alabama Charleston's going to beat Auburn. 15 games. They lost 14 games. I did say that. Okay, 15. Alabama, Alabama lost 15 games. Do you know what their strength games. of schedule was in the country? They were 8-10 in conference play. Do you know what their strength of schedule was in the country? Third. Yeah, I know. It was tough, but they lost a lot of games. It doesn't mean that losses are unforgiven. All I'm saying is that... So the argument that Paul Feinbaum tried to make was that there is an anti-SEC agenda... For the, that the NCAA has, and that they send them all on all these random places, they got all these tough draws, and blah blah blah. Everybody travels. Everybody travels. It's just it's the nature of the tournament. It is really hard to fill out a bracket because if you send everybody to the exact closest place that they're going to be, that doesn't work out always with the seedings, and it doesn't always work out because you have to always account for okay, we can't have conference teams facing in the first round of a, of a tournament. Right. We can't have that. And there are other things that you have to account for with all these seeds, with automatic qualifiers and stuff like this. It is a really difficult thing to do. It's completely random. Like there's no way there's, it's there's random. No, there's just no way. I mean, uh, go, so, go through each one. Go through each one with me and look at like Kentucky. If they beat Davidson, who's won eleven in the last thirteen, they play Arizona, who's a very trendy pick to win it all. Especially now that Virginia is going to have injury issues. That's a four or five. That's a second right, round so, matchup. So. 
that's that's a pretty crappy draw. I think we could all agree on that. We're t- right. No, no, no. We're talking about different things here. We're talking. About, you're you're right in that Kentucky. The last few years, Kentucky has gotten a tough draw, and Calipari mentioned that, and he said, "I love we've gotten totally off." The no, but like go through go okay. through each matchup, like like not just the first round matchup, but Mizzou, Florida State, next round Xavier. You keep going down, A uh, and M versus Providence. Providence, who has three wins against against two number one seeds, Xavier and Nova. The next round, they're playing North Carolina in Charlotte. It's an NCAA tournament, man. Like this, this happens to everybody. It's not everybody's got a real. I mean, I think it's a lot weird of that it didn't happen really in draw. like in a beneficial way to any SEC team, where any SEC team would be playing I, close I mean, to home or have. I, I mean, the fact that an SEC team isn't playing close to home is just the fact that they're not a. Carolina has nine team. losses. Yeah, Carolina also has a lot better wins. And they, Cal- Again, too, Carolina because they, they don't have a higher ranked strength of schedule against uh, uh, versus Bama or Kentucky. How how are they in Charlotte? I mean, it's it's not it's not just strength of schedule. They though. didn't That's win the their thing. conference tournament. Down. All right, we gotta we gotta wrap this up in a, in a little bit. It doesn't it doesn't all come down to that. That's the important thing. What what I wanted to to hit on was just the the mileage point. We we don't get into a lot of rants and a lot of debates like this back and forth. But this was I feel like this was. This was meaningful, and I feel like we might have upset uh, a few people. All I'm saying is that the SEC does not have to travel extremely far, and if the SEC wants to, if SEC teams want to not travel far, they should just get a one seed. That's that's usually the way these. That's things true. Play. Yeah, so, they should just go play in the Atlantic Ten. I mean, who's in the who's wait who's in the A10? Big got, East, whatever it is now. It's it's dissolved yeah, into like a pretty crappy conference, in my opinion. Big East. Is it still was the legit. toughest conference, top to bottom. It was the toughest conference top to bottom. Arkansas probably has one of the better chances. They're going to Detroit against Butler, and they got to play Purdue. There's some irony about the SEC complaining about travel distances when for bowl games they don't have to go anywhere. And everybody yeah, because else in has January and December, for the most part in the entire country outside of California, this is a warmer part of the country. You're going to Florida to domes. So stop going to Birmingham. Yeah. That's a, that's gross. Birmingham, Shreveport should not be bowl locations. Hey, the, the Senior Bowl. Oh no, that's in Mobile, not Birmingham. I'm just saying, if you went through it if game by game, I feel like you would not be singing the same tune. We got fired up. Yeah. I didn't think we were going to get this fired up. I did a lot of research on it, man. That's good. I did too. Hey, you don't think I did research? You I went always and calculated do. every single mileage for the three through nine seeds. Man, I'm a nerd. I, went, I spent way too much time on that. Same here. All right. We'll wrap things up. We'll wish you guys a very happy March. Go enjoy the madness. Be the guy that is Real. or the girl who is sitting there at work watching on your computer we fully encourage that. If you get fired, we are sorry. You can still listen to this podcast yeah. for free as long as you still can afford a smartphone so or a computer. Real quick, so, could you have winning at all? Give me your final I've four. I've got Villanova. Okay, I've got sense. Villanova. I have Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> I have Kansas over Kentucky because I'm so oh mad about their, just God. how unfair it is. I'm going to b- about it the entire oh. offseason. There you go. I love it. Oh, that's so great. We'll get a we'll get a clip of that. Yeah, that's great. All these Kansas fans are going to be so mad at that, but and so happy at the end. They don't All have right. the internet in we'll, Kansas. Uh, no, they do. Let's not hate on Kansas. They got that out there. Kansas and Nebraska and all those states, those flyover states, man. We need them. Heard that, Jason Aldean. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, we we're going to talk to you guys next week about the madness, but go enjoy it. Have some fun and just remember the one most important thing. Chris, what is that important thing? I hate Kansas and it just means more. It just means more.